0: Okay, so I think we're on page 11. 12. Wow, we're making progress. That's great. Okay, so we're learning about the sun and the moon, and we're trying to get to what is the claim of the moon, and why did Hashem create the sun and moon in two stages, originally having them be equal, and then waiting for the moon to come with her claim, and then reducing the size of the moon. And so we are getting to the answer by comparing the sun and moon to the written and oral Torah, and the relationship that they have with each other, which is that the oral Tyra depends on the written Tyra and receives from it. And therefore, from the way that we receive these the two general dimensions of Torah, aspects of Torah, we see one as being higher and more important than the other, the written as being you know, the cause, so to speak, of the oral Tyra, but the way that Hashem sees it from his perspective and the way that Tyra exists on high from the perspective of the giver of the Tyra and not of the receiver, they are both equally important. They are not the same, obviously, but they are equal. And so we're slowly starting to get to the answer through this. And um, so we're on 12, About we're going to speak about the Rambam. What the Rambam says about, we're talking again about the perspective of the Yidin as they receive the tira, and then Hashem as he is the giver of the Tyra. So we're basically in the middle of an idea. So we'll continue and finish till, hey, till Vav. Um, and then we're going to start a bit of a new idea. Still, still elaborating on the same thing. So, page twelve at the top right. Hello. Good morning. Hi. Good, morning. Good morning. Do you, you want to of these? Oh, sorry, sorry, Chayas. 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 Yeah, that was me leaving them in the door. Sorry about that. Okay. Do you want to make a copy maybe for Sophia so she can? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, someone, you know, you Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. More to like okay. okay. Great. Don't all right. Back. Thank you. Hi. Good morning. Um, How is your Hebrew reading? It's okay. Okay. It's not great. Okay. Because okay. because we have like all different levels and so this specifically is in Hebrew but for those who don't want to follow along inside that's like totally fine. But we'll get you a copy. We're learning a sicha by the Lubavitcher Rebbe, and we're learning about the diff the story of the moon becoming smaller than the sun i'm not sure if you with that background but god created the sun and the moon and then rashi explains that the moon was reduced in size so we're trying to understand a bit of the deeper okay. concept of what's going on there okay so we're on page 12 and we're about to go inside top of page 12. we're continuing on the idea that we started yesterday about the written and oral torah being compared to the sun and the moon so with this, with everything we explained, we can now explain the nuance of the language of the Rambam when he speaks about the order that the Torah was given to us. The Rambam says, Kol ha Katva Katzva Maishe Rabbeinu. our teacher, wrote the entire Torah. Ben-Nassan Sefer L'Kol Shevet V'Shevet. And he gave an entire Torah to every single tribe. And he wrote this, if you're familiar, on the last day of his life. He wrote, I think it was 13 sifrei Tira. The Hamitzvah and the Commandments, Shehi Pirushah which are the explanation of the Tyra, Loikatva, he did not write, siva Ba liskenim. rather he commanded them to the elders, V'lyoshua and to Yahshua, Vilishal, Kol Yisrael and to the rest of the Jewish people. Um, and because of this it is called the oral Tyra right this is the Rambam the oral Tyra is the explanation and the details and the practical implementation of the mitzvahs as they're sourced in the written Tyra even though that the oral Tyra was not written down it's entirety in the house of Judgment where he would sit and uh, judge the Jewish people, would come to him, and he taught it over to the 70 elders. The Elazar, the Pinchas, the Yeshua, and Elazar, Pinchas, and Yeshua, Shlosh Tehet, Shlosh Shatan, Kiblumi Mashah, these three received the oral tire from Mashah, the zakenim Rabim, Kiblumi Yashua, and many elders received from Yashua the Kibel, and they received it from the elders and from Pinchas. The hailech v'ameina pratei masaros hataira midar and so then it continued. All of the details of the transmission of this Torah was given over from generation to generation. Kol chacham mi kibel each wise person received it from his predecessor ad rabbeinu hakadosh shechibur a mishnah all the way until rabbeinu hakadosh Rabbi now I'm blanking Yehuda Hanassi Rabbi Yehuda Hanassi until he. Compiled what we call the Mishnah, which is the writing down of the Oral Torah that was passed down from Misha from generation to generation, the Ad Rabi Ashi, Iber, Talmud Bavli, until Rabbi Ashi who put together the Talmud Bavli. Then we have the Talmud Yerushalmi, etc. So the Oral Torah, which we would generally call Mishnah and Gemara, which we today have as written down, is called the Oral Torah because it was passed down early, But and this is the point here, Misha received both the written and the Oral Torah equally from Hashem on her Sinai. Just the way that it was transmitted was different. One was written down immediately and passed on and and, and passed around to every tribe and transcribed and copied from generation to generation in a written way. And one aspect, section of the Torah, which are the details and the explanations were given over Artli, which we know, right? This we know. Um, Okay, so Velichora, seemingly, we have a question. Yesh ledayek. we have to... Get specific. We have a question. Amai Nakat From where does the Rambam take the shall Ta By explaining the descent of this transmission. I feel like there's a better word for Masaira, maybe. Limsor um, means to give over. So I think actually maybe transmission. Um, there's a better word. Um, okay. If it comes to me I'll let you know. The So the transmission, the giving over of the oral Tyra, Like Myshe Kassov Gabe Yaishua. It's not the same as it's written by Yahshua, that it was given over to Yahshua, the student of Myshe, he gave over the, the oral Tyra and he commanded him on it. But when it talks about the receiving of this person and this person receiving the oral Tyra, He didn't say that this person, Plony means so-and-so. Like in English we would say so-and-so, Plony is like the Hebrew concept for that, like blank, insert blank name here. So we say so-and-so gave it over to so-and-so, rather we say so-and-so received it from so-and-so. So So when it comes to, on one hand, it says Moshe gave over the oral Torah to Yahshua. But then every other time that the Rambam speaks about the transmission of the Oral Torah, he says this person received from this person. See the difference? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The mishmamez. So it sounds from this that the difference between the written and Torah Oral Torah is lo katva not only that the written Torah was written by Maisha, the ha and the oral Torah, shehi Pirashatar, the explanations of the Torah, Lokatva, he did not write down, Elat Siva baleskene, but rather he, he commanded it orally, el in be'inyan but also in this idea, sheha misorat, the Torah shebichsav, he often shamash rabinu natna l'chol shevet that the transmission of the written Torah was in a way of Maisha giving it over to each tribe, the Torah sheba'ope, harizah bederah kabbalah, but the oral Torah was given over in a way of receiving it. So the language is used. Moshe gave us the written Torah. Gave it over, so to speak, and we received the oral Torah. that every wise person in every generation, makablim mahachachamim shabadar receive from the from the wise people in the generation before so we can say that this fits with the difference that we mentioned above between the written and oral Torah what was the main difference that with the written Torah is with the written Torah we emphasize the concept of giver and the oral Torah is emphasize the concept of receiver okay so this is all kind of Pulling the marshal together, and now we're going to bring it back into, well, soon, into the sun and the moon. Just as we said, the sun is the giver, and it shines, and it gives light, and it gives light to the moon. The moon's role is to receive that light and then retransmit it on. We see this parallel very strongly between the written and the oral Torah. The written Torah was given over, and it gives and was given to us, and it's, and it's a giver. What we would call, the language is called mashpiya. Okay, And then the oral tyro would fall into the category of what we call makaba. So again, I've said this before, that we're talking about the sun and the moon, and we're looking at the story that was elaborated in the Gemara about the moon. But there's there's a deeper discussion going on here, and a deeper question as we're going to see it come about slowly, which is where does the role of giver fit into the world? And where does the role of receiver fit into the world? And so we're seeing the same parallel going on with the written and oral Torah, one is giver, one is receiver. And again, we can see this also in the general categories of male and female, even though it's not explicitly mentioned here, but also that the male generally, and especially in Kabbalah, the male energy is seen as what we would call mashpiya, the giver, and the woman is energy, and the woman also herself physically is seen as the makabal, the receiver. So there's a deeper kind of question going on here which is, and we're going to slowly go back to it, Hashem created the sun and the moon in two stages. First, He created them equal in strength and in light. Then He waited for the moon to come, (coughs) complained that they were both equal, and then reduced the moon, okay? And so if we're going to look at this from the depth of what we're getting to, Hashem created the role of giver and receiver as equal, and then He, so to speak, reduced the role of receiver. And again, the moon always received from the sun, even when they were called the two great lights, the moon was receiving from the sun, but the light that the moon was transmitting after having received it was equal in strength and power and grandeur and um, influence, just like the light of the sun. It was a different light because <coughs> it was received and changed, but it was just as powerful. Whereas now we know that the light that's transmitted from the moon is not as powerful as the light that's transmitted from the sun, right? So, yeah, so, so we're, slowly, we're slowly coming together with, with a little bit of... So, so what we're going to now kind of emphasize is why, why did Hashem do this in two stages? Why not just put the sun and the moon in their, origi- in their places? Sun is greater, stronger than the moon. Why first create them initially one way and then change? Okay, so vav. Amnam, however, this difference between the written and oral tira who is Rak Mitzad Bene only from the perspective of the Jewish people. Makable Hatira, the receivers of the tira. Ava mitzada Kadashbaakh, but from Hashem's perspective, Noisen Hatira, the giver of the tyra, Haregam tereshabh, also the oral tirah, he Hashem Mamash, Kamay. It's as much the Torah of Hashem as the written Torah. Without any sort of difference between them in the way of them being given over. From Hashem's perspective, this is my Torah. There's two different roles that they play. One has the role in the Torah of giver and one has the receiver. Right? One is the explanation that's received and drawn from the other. But from Hashem's perspective as the giver, these are both equal parts of Taira. Again, different but equal. But as we said before, once we receive them, the way that we receive them from our perspective, we see one as being more important than the other because we see how Torah Shabbat, the oral Torah, is totally dependent on the written Taira for everything that it has. So, Veseo Harambam, Veseo Shaharambamik Maktim Sham, and this is the reason why the Rambam. Prefaces and introduces there, Kol Hamitsva Shenitnu All of the commandments that were given to us were given to him, to at Har Sinai, but Pirusha Nitnu, they were given also with their explanation. Shane which is to say, The Lacha et I will give to you the Luchais, the tabernacles of stone, the Hatara, the Hamitsvah, and the Tara and the commandments, Tyra Zu, Tyra Taira is referring to the written Taira, the mitzvahs are her explanations, the tzivanu sight and how we were commanded to do them, the Taira al pi mitzvah according to the mitzvah, the mitzvah zohi, ha So in this context, the mitzvah is referred to as the oral Taira, hainu, which is to mean, she kanal that the difference above, being Taira she bech between written and oral Taira, Nesina or Kabbalah, which is either given or received, giver and receiver, Hurak, Mitzad, Bnei, Yisrael, is only from the perspective of the Jewish people. From Hashem's perspective, it's His Taira. This is all His Taira. But as it's transmitted and received, we receive it in two sort of stages. We receive it in two different forms. And so therefore, from our perspective, we see one as having the role of giver, one as having the role of receiver, and then, with the way we look at the world as we're going to discuss, we see one as therefore being more important than the other. So he's quoting his father from what I can see here. Everything that is said in the written and oral Torah, whether it's the law, the whether it's the allegorical context, what we call the medrash and all of the Sfarim, all of the holy books that we have that were compiled from the righteous, wise Jews who learned Tyra, for the sake of learning Tyra, Mamash Amar Hashem, all of these Hashem Himself said and in the same language literally they were said as they are, and I've mentioned this before that we. As I guess we can even call it Orthodox Jews, don't differentiate. Oh, this is oral Torah, this is written Torah, this came later, this came earlier, and so this is important and this is lesser important. It's all the Torah of Hashem. Okay. Okay, one more paragraph and we're going to get to the sun and the moon. Ela, rather. Kevan inyana, since the idea shall tarash about Pehu. Of the oral tyra is, Taira is Pirusha Shel Taira Shad the explanation of the written Taira. La Chenefo Kfisha Hataira Benetina Lamata, as the Taira is received and was given to us down here Lebne to the Jewish people. Sheba Hashkachatam V'Tfisatam that from their perspective and their way of grasping things, Hare Pirusha Shel Davar the explanation of something Hu Lamata Me'etsa Madavar is lower than the thing itself. And again, we've discussed this before, if something exists to explain something else, the thing it's explaining is the thing that's important because the explanation is there to serve that thing, right? So if the oral tyra exists to explain the written Torah, the oral Torah exists to serve, so to speak, the written Torah, and therefore the written Torah is more important. And this is a discussion that we're, that's going to come up again and again because it's this question of what role is more important, and as we're going to see, the answer is, well, it depends from what perspective you're looking at it, right? From Hashem's perspective, as we're going to see, they're completely two equal roles. They're different, but they're equal. From our perspective, we do as it mishtal shel, as it descends to our perspective in this world, we see the thing that serves something else as being lower. So we see the fact that the oral Torah serves, so to speak, the function of explaining the written Torah as making it lower. Pi shel davar Hulamata Meitzim the explanation for something is lower than the thing itself. The in, and, and again, like the example, we've brought many examples, but a, who is more important, a servant or a master, right? Well, the servant exists to serve his master, so he's lower. His whole purpose is his master. Although we've also flipped it on its head and shown how it could really be the other way around as well. But that's from a different perspective, from a different level. The So we could say the whole point of the oral Torah is just to explain the content of... The written Torah. Let's skip the parentheses. Hine az hatarshibal pe hibageder makabel. Therefore, Oral Torah falls into the category called receiver, Mitar mitarshibeksav from the written Torah. The Inyanahu and its whole purpose concept is kabbalat bnei Yisrael, being received from the Jewish people. The adshegiloi tarshibal pe hu alde al yade bnei Yisrael kanal baruchah. To the point. That the way that the Oral Torah is revealed into the world is through us, through the receivers. The way that we have the Oral Torah is through us, our understanding, our interpretation, and it's, and, and it's from our perspective. So this was all kind of like we're bringing a marshal and a comparison and understanding the roles that they play so that we can now go back to the sun and the moon and understand a little bit deeper what is going on over here. Why did Hashem reduce the moon? Why did he initially create them equal? What was the complaint of the moon that two kings cannot share one crown? So now we're going to get to the moon's clip. Any questions or comments And before we get to Zion? Clear? Yeah? Okay, Zion. The Hiné. K'chol ha'ela. According to all of these things, everything we've said until now. The Shemesh, the Yareach, regarding the sun and the moon of Tyra, which we said is the written and oral Tyra. This too is relevant for the sun and the moon, which literally shine into the physical world. So we have the Tyra as it shines into the world in the forms of written and oral Tyra. We have the luminaries, physical ones, as they give light to the world through the sun and the moon. And these, this concept that we learned about the tyra is relevant here as well. It's the fact that there's a difference between the two lights, the big light, which we call har, the giver of light, the sun, the Maar and the small, the lesser light, har, him that who receives the light, Kafi This is only as they are transmitted and experienced in the world sadha makabal, from the receiver, from us. So from our perspective, when we see these two roles, there's the sun and there's the moon, and the sun gives to the moon, and the moon receives from the sun and then transmits it onward. These two roles we see as being, one being the big light and one being the small light, one being the greater light and one being the lesser light. One role being the greater role giver and one role being the lesser role receiver. Aval, however, from the perspective of the actions of Hashem, and Hashem made, what does it look like from Hashem's perspective? Both of them fall into the category of great lights. Shavim Nivru, they were created equal. The Echad Mehem and one is not greater than the other. The sun is not greater than the moon. The moon is not greater than the sun, even though the moon's light is dependent on the light of the sun for it to shine. From Hashem's perspective, these are two equally great lights with two different functions. One with the function and role of giver, one with the function of role as receiver, which is why, as we're going to see, the Torah brings that Hashem created the two great lights equally. Mm -hmm. From Hashem's perspective, when He made them, they are equal. But now we have to see, well, why did he have to change it then? Or Bapashtis, so simply. Zesha or Halavana, the fact that the light of the moon, mithave not me or is created and brought about through the light of the sun. This is only from the way that we see it in the world. But from Hashem's perspective, how or halavana. The light of the moon is the creation of Hashem equally to the light of the sun. And you have to think about it this way. The Rebbe is going to bring us an example. But where does the sun get its power to shine and its light from? Where does the sun get its light from? <laughs> Who gives the sun its light? <laughs> Hashem! Come on. Okay. Where does the moon get its light from? Uh, The sun, but where does the moon get its light from? God, God. Hashem, (laughs) right? So from Hashem's perspective, he has two luminaries, two powerful creations, who are both shining in different ways. But he is giving both of them the light. They're equal. But again, from our perspective, we see a sun that shines and a moon that's dependent on the light of the sun to shine. We see a giver and a receiver, and we see them as one being higher than the other. But now we're seeing from Hashem's perspective, what does He see? Haray or halavana, the light of the moon, who laKadosh is the creation of Hashem literally the same way that the sun has light. And that's why it says, and Hashem made the two. Great lights. Yes, the great light of the moon was always being received from the sun, but from Hashem's perspective, he made two great lights. Both lights came from him. They're equally as important and as powerful and as dependent on him. Elo, <laughs> however, since the definition of the light of the moon is a light that is received, La nefo this light comes about practically, and it's revealed through the sun. And now the Rebbe is going to bring a very interesting example for this idea. That we have this role of giver and we have this role of receiver. And that from our perspective, the, the receiver is dependent on the giver, therefore the giver is more important and greater than the receiver. From Hashem's perspective, everything receives from him equally. And here's the example. And this can be explained by Indian asher vaani in the example of a wealthy person and a poor person, shehem bedugmas shemesh viarech that they fall under the same. They're an example for the sun and the moon. Why are they an example for the sun and the moon? A poor person and a rich person. For equal obligated in terms. Why would they be compared directly to sun and the moon? They're both dependent on, on Hashem. On, okay, um, but how do we see it? You're right. On, they're both dependent on. Um, on like the same like life things like, to sustain themselves they both need food they both need water they both need money so, like, well, why we would we compare as if a poor person is dependent on the yeah, rich person, right right so the, com- the direct comparison of a rich person and a poor person with the sun and the moon the moon receives its light from the sun the poor person receives its money from the rich person the fact that the poor person receives his food from the wealthy person, is not because essentially he's lower than him and dependent on him. But rather, Hashem arranges for the poor person his bread, his sustenance, through the channel of the wealthy person. So the wealthy person makes his money through the channel of his business and the poor person makes his money through the channel of the wealthy person. And ultimately, as Shayna said correctly, they're both getting their money. They're both getting their sustenance from Hashem. This is because Hashem wants that we should have the mitzvah of t'staka. And by the way, a poor person is also obligated in tzedakah. He's going to end up giving less, but a poor person needs to also give stocker, even if the money he received was begged for. toalam, Hashem created the world, but often kaze in this way, ashpia ve that there should be a giver and then there should be a receiver. Asher ve-ani rich and poor, the ani the rich person gives charity to the poor person, the and We find shall amito shall davar that the truth is. The poor person is not receiving from the rich person. He's receiving from Hashem. Because the the money that the wealthy person gives to the poor person, it's not his. It also belongs to Hashem. Only from the perspective of the world, we see that his bread is given to him through the wealthy person. And now we can get to the claim of the moon. There are two roles. There is the role of giver and the role of receiver. Hashem wanted these roles to exist so we can have this concept of giving, we can have this concept of receiving, we can have this thing called tzedakah charity. And it's very interesting because I, I my you know, my father used to always say, when we were growing up, he's not going to be a fundraiser, he's not going to be a fundraiser. His father was always fundraising. He ended up becoming a fundraiser, opening a school and Malasot. And, um, and I used to say, like, how do you just, like, ask people for from, from money? Like, it's so uncomfortable. And, and he and he responded to me, like, I'm giving them an opportunity to give tzedakah. Like, I don't see it as I'm asking I'm taking something from them. I'm giving them an opportunity. You know, people who have money want to give, first of all, generally. And they need to know where to give. They need opportunities, right? So when we look you know we look at the most simple graphic example you're walking on the street and there's a person and he's stretching out his hand and there's somebody else who has money in his pocket and he takes the money out and he gives it right we see <laughs> the one person having this great role right the giver and then the receiver as being like the the other end of it. he's not doing anything but as we're going to see and we're going to elaborate on the person who's receiving the money is giving something to the person who's giving the money just as the person giving money is giving it to the person who's receiving. He's giving him him an opportunity to give. He's giving him an opportunity for a mitzvah. And we all know what it feels like to give. And sometimes it's more powerful and even pleasurable than receiving, right? So we're going to get into that as well. But now we're going to get to the claim of the moon. And so just just for a recap, before we get into it, there are two roles. There's the role of giver. There's the role of receiver. From Hashem's perspective, they're both receiving from him and they're both giving to the world in different ways so he sees them as totally different but equal right sun and the moon are equal Rich and the altar are equal rich and poor are equal but the way that it's expressed in the world is that we see it differently and why is it that we see it differently because of this whole story of the moon so let's finish off now with the claim of the moon and then we're going to elaborate on that mission next week so vizel hapirosh this is the explanation, the Ta'anat Talavana, in the claim and the complaint of the moon, which was, Efshar l'shnei malachin, is it possible for two kings, She'ishtamshuba Kesar Echad, to use one crown? Mitzad kavana brachu brochubabria, from the perspective of Hashem's intention in creation, he named Mitzio samakabel, the concept, the existence of a receiver, lavana, the moon chi chi is that which needs she arhamakav that the light of the receiver yavo beemtzoot ha will come through the giver which in this case is the sun and as we mentioned above shemit sad gidrael olam that from the perspective of the world mina lamata the vemakav mimeno the receiver is lower than the giver because he receives from him o misham hachi And because of this, we needed to have the lessering of the moon. But often, in a way that it came about, that it should be called the lesser light, as it receives its light from the sun. So what what the, what the Rebbe is explaining here is that Hashem initially created these two different roles of sun and moon, of giver and receiver, as looking equal. From him, they're equal. And he created them in a way initially that the world sees them equal as well. And the moon came to Hashem with a valid claim. What was that claim? These are two very different roles. But we look equal and nobody's going to know that we're different. Nobody's going to actually know that there's a difference between the sun and the moon. If we look just equally great, they're going to think that there's two kings using one crown. That they're the same thing. Nobody's going to know that there's a difference in the roles of giver and receiver. they are different roles. Is it possible for these two great concepts, which the world runs on, that they're going to look equal? Because we know from our perspective, when we see things as looking equal, we see them as being the same. And so the claim of the moon was a correct one, which was you need to make a change here so that it doesn't look like we're the same thing. And so what did Hashem say? You're right, as we're going to see. Make yourself smaller so that the world will see that you have two different roles. And they will know that the role of giver and the role of receiver are different. And then as we're going to see, the moon says, wait a second, I need to make my role to look less from the perspective of the world for all of time. Just so that people will know there's a difference. I came to you with a correct claim. Make the, make the sun smaller. I don't know. Do something else. Make you know. Show that we're not using one crown. Show that we have two different roles. But why should I, my role be lessened in the eyes of man in order to accomplish this? I came to you with a correct claim. And this is the claim of the moon. So the moon was coming initially and saying the sun and the moon are two different luminaries with two different roles. But we are equal right now in strength. And In influence and something needs to change here because the world is not going to recognize that these are two unique roles Something needs to change and Hashem said you're right Reduce yourself because the moment you reduce one thing there's something big and small. There's the greater light and the lesser light we see clearly there's a difference and This was the claim of the moon so what we're going to get and we're going to elaborate on this and then we're going to get into the appeasements right here, on the next page here, on 14 on the, on the left, the, has, the appeasements that Hashem tries to give the moon, and as we're going to see, these appeasements are Hashem encouraging and teaching the moon about the advantage that receiver actually has over giver. Mm. That it should know that from my perspective, from Hashem's perspective, you're equal, you're maybe even greater in some ways, and, and, and so we're going to get into that whole dynamic. Is the claim clear, though? Is the claim of the moon clear? Yeah? Okay, good. Because we're going to be continuing into, based on this claim now, the, what we call here, Shaklavataria. Have you heard that term, Learning Gemara? Shaklavataria means back and forth. The back and forth that happened now as a result of the moon's claim and then Hashem deciding as a response to that claim to reduce the size of the moon. So we will continue, Iman's Hashem, with that. On Sunday, as you see, we're basically finished. Um, Over here, which is interesting because, yeah, we're basically finished, but it'll take probably one or two more classes to to elaborate on. Okay, have a wonderful Shabbos, everyone. Um, We'll see you.